0: We are a week away from the winter meeting, so it's time to revisit some trade opportunities for the Kansas City Royals next on Locked On Royals. You are Locked On Royals, your daily Kansas City Royals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for tuning in to another edition of Locked on Royals on the Locked on Podcast Network. I'm your host, Jack Johnson. and You can follow me on Twitter at Johnny J underscore 15. That's at J-O-H-N-Y-J underscore one five. We're also now live and active on our TikTok and Instagram accounts. You can catch us on there at Locked underscore on underscore Royals. As for this podcast in general, very easy to find us on all those podcasting platforms you can check us out on Spotify, Apple Podcast, Amazon Music, Google Podcast and on YouTube. Just be sure to hit that follow button and subscribe. We just surpassed 600 subscribers on YouTube. Gonna continue to try to add as many as we can before opening day and get to our goal of 1k on opening day 2024. Today's episode is brought to you by Fanduel There was a lot of college football games. The wrap-up, the finale, I should say, the regular season just happened. And even though we're weeks past the World Series, there's still plenty of things to go out there and bet on with basketball, both college and professional. The NFL, college and professional bowl games are going to be coming up. So go over to FanDuel today and create your account and let them know that Locked On Royals sent you there. So uh, very proud sponsor for today's episode and all week long on the Locked On Podcast Network. If this is your first episode ever tuning in, well, I can give you a little background on myself. I work here in Kansas City at Sports Radio 810 WHB. Got a show once a week on 810, and I'm also a producer for ESPN Wichita and also have a show Monday through Friday on ESPN Kansas City. So if you ever want to catch my thoughts on things that may not always pertain to Kansas City Royals baseball, you can catch me over there on both of those platforms. But when you come here, when you are looking for Royals baseball, that's exactly what we give you for 30 straight minutes talking nothing but the boys and blue. Now, a little bit of a programming note, and I want to keep reminding everybody of this so you're not caught off guard. I know it was kind of weird last week. We had Thanksgiving, didn't have an episode Thursday or Friday, no mailbag Friday. I apologize about that, but I was out of town celebrating Thanksgiving. But this week, shouldn't have any hiccups. Monday through Friday, we will be up every single day. Next week should be up every single day. And then the week after that, We will drop back to just three episodes a week, a little bit more of a downtime and off time since we won't have much going on in Major League Baseball for a couple months or so. We'll still bring three episodes a week. If there was some big signing, we can always have an emergency podcast episode, so I'll be sure to stay updated with that. We won't be going anywhere anytime soon. We'll just be dropping down and the number of podcast episodes we may have here in the coming weeks. What I always love to do, and if you're a regular and you listen to the show all the time, you would know that I like to incorporate the listener a lot, that I love to get your guys' thoughts. I love to go over your guys' questions. And that's what I wanted to do today because sometimes, you know, we go over a certain segment. We may have done it a couple weeks ago. We may have done it a month or so ago. But it's never a harm or it's never a problem to go back over some certain things. And, you know, we are about to have some activity, some action here in the Major League Baseball offseason. We'll have the draft lottery next week. We're going to have the Rule 5 draft. Royals will be very active in both of those. And there's the winter meetings. There's going to be trades happening, big free agent signings. We're actually going to talk about a big free agent signing later on in the show today. But with that, we also need to know going in the next week, you know, just how active the Royals may be. And now they may be dead quiet at the winter meetings. They may be, you know, very active, semi-active. We don't really know. But what I was approached about and asked is, you know, what can we expect? What guys can we expect to be offered up in trades from the Royals? You know, will they be active on that front? Will they just await, you know, what ping pong ball gets to pick first in the major league baseball draft and second, and they may select a guy or two in the rule five draft. We'll have an episode later this week about some guys. I really like going into the rule five draft, but I think a lot of people want to know, you know, who is going to be available on the major league roster for the Royals, or maybe you know minor league prospects that the Royals will try to flip for some pitching on their big league roster. I think the, the beauty of those couple of moves they made two weeks ago with Nick Anderson and Kyle Wright, not on my radar whatsoever. And I don't think it was on many Royals fans' radar going into the offseason. That's what makes them unpredictable. And that's what makes this week or this upcoming week a lot more exciting. You don't know – who they're shopping around. Did anybody think, even with the non-tender deadline coming up, they were going to flip Jackson Coar? I certainly didn't, which is why, I mean, I can bring you some names and say, you know, Everol of ours, I feel like he's the most likely to be traded. You know, Salvador Perez had his name floated about at the trade deadline last year, but here's the reality, is he's coming off one of his worst career seasons. Does it make sense to trade him now and need a large chunk of that contract just to get him off the books? I don't think so. I think you need to see if he can bounce back and have a really good first half. To me, that can be something you really try to gauge. That can be something that you can monitor a little bit more and try to get a lot more value coming up in July. Because that, to me, feels like the likely option. You know, is Nick Prado a trade candidate? I know Mark Feinstein put out you know an article earlier today that I found fascinating of one player that's a trade candidate for each team. He picked Nick Prado for the Royals. And I can't really shoot it down. I'm not going to say the return would be anything significant. But at the end of the day, what's the spot for Nick Prado in this roster? You no, know, Where can he play? He's going to be blocked at first base, and he doesn't hit well enough to be your every everyday DH. You, It just doesn't feel like there's a good fit. Do you want to move him to the outfield? I mean... The outfield already has a guy out there that's transitioning to that role, and that's MJ Melendez. I mean, he was a catcher, turned into an outfielder. Do you really want to take two spots out there and put them from guys that are not traditional outfielders? I certainly wouldn't. You know, I just think that in in some spots, you have to be a little bit more aggressive and know exactly what you have in a guy long-term. Is Nick Prado a long-term fit in Kansas City? I'm not saying that you need to go ahead and give up on it. I'm really not saying that. But I think you also need to understand you're at a point in time in this rebuild where you don't want to wait around three to four years for a guy to show you something because he may never show you anything. And that is baseball, right? Sometimes you wait a little bit longer and it pays off for you. Sometimes that works. Oftentimes it doesn't. And at least here in Kansas City, oftentimes it doesn't because those guys just aren't the right fits. I mean, Nick Prado just simply can't be an everyday player if he strikes out 40% of the time. We saw that last year. That's Those are pitcher numbers at the plate, not on the mound, of course. You know, another name that I think is interesting to throw out there, how about Drew Waters? Does Drew Waters have a true fit on this team? Think about it. You have MJ in left. You have Kyle Isbell in center. Now in right field, do you want to go with Nelson Velasquez? Do you want to go with Drew Waters and and bank on him again, or do you want to go through free agency? Those are all things that I feel like you just need to to figure out before you get to even next week. I think you can be hopeful for some guys to bounce back, but JJ McCollum said it himself: We're not here to to sit around and wait for guys to show us they're good. To bounce back, you know, to give them two or three years and blame it on, well, they're young. They need time to develop. You need to have guys that can play. It didn't take Bobby Wood Jr. long to show everybody that he could play. It did not take Michael Garcia long to show everybody he could play. It did not take Benny Pasquantino or Cole Reagan's in Kansas City, at least that long to show everybody he could play. James MacArthur took him a little bit longer, but there are pieces that showed success a lot quicker than some of the guys you have on your roster. So trade candidates. Going into the next week, Olivares, uh, Daniel Lynch maybe, Salvador Perez, if they were to act on it, I think that's a slim-to-none chance. But he's certainly a name that has been floated about before. Nick Prado, i, I got to take Mark Feinstein's word for it. I don't think I'd jump on trading a 24-year-old first baseman. But Vinny Pasquantino is your first baseman moving forward. Nick Prado can either sit the bench You can learn a different position, or you could flip him for pitching. Nobody thought Jackson Coar had any value. Maybe there is some value for Nick Prada for him to go take off somewhere else, and you can get a a decent return. I don't really know. Sometimes those top contenders, they're willing to clear more spots on their 40-man so they can be the ones that are aggressive in free agency, and the Royals can capitalize on some guys that might be in a roster crunch on the 26- or the 40-man roster. But I just think it's something to consider. Pitching, I don't think there's many guys they can flip uh carlos hernandez i think they're going to hang on to uh you look at somebody like a taylor clark i don't think he's even going to make the roster so i don't see him getting traded um you could also look into somebody at the minor league level you know maybe you could flip somebody like a i, I know fans are going to want to hear this but uh, tyler gentry where does tyler gentry fit in i know you just put him on the the 26 man roster so it makes or the 40 man roster excuse me so it makes it unlikely he gets traded but what if he was a package deal that got you a decent return? Just all things I think you can consider a little bit. I know that was kind of a last-minute throw in there, but you never know. Uh, I was, I think it's okay to revisit these trade options, but we know that it's kind of bare right now at the Major League level. If there is a trade, it's probably going to surprise us a little bit, it's not going to be somebody that we are expecting heading into next week. All right, the next thing I want to dive into is the Zips projections for the Royals' depth chart. I saw it today on Twitter. I think it's kind of low. But I'm going to tell you why there's no need to panic. Next on Locked On Royals. You are tuned into Locked On Royals on the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Jack Johnson. You can always follow me on Twitter at Johnny J underscore 15. That's at J O H N Y J underscore 15. And you can catch us on TikTok and Instagram at Locked underscore on underscore royals for some daily content over there. We've been more active over the last couple of days or so. Before we go any further, let's give a shout out to the title sponsor today. In FanDuel, it is the perfect time to go out there and create your FanDuel account today. So many things to bet on. So right now, new customers can get $150 in bonus bets with any $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use, and there's a wide range of betting options that include spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. You know, I I would say that there are certain things you can take away from offseason projections. I don't think they are always the most truthful. I don't think they are always the most accurate. But you also have to understand from a certain element that projections are rarely and I mean rarely, at least for the next couple of years, going to favor the Royals. Unless they make some significant moves, then, hey, maybe it's a different story. I just feel like with the state of this roster, with the players returning, there are going to be some projections that just don't favor them that much. Now, Fangraphs has the Royals at 77 wins next year. You know, that would be a, a fourth-place finish. For the most part, I would say competitive uh, for the entire season. Who knows how the AL Central looks? We're going to talk about a guy that's leaving the Central coming up in the next segment. But overall, how can you have strong projections if you're returning a lot of the same guys that lost 106 games? Now, that to me is the easy answer. Why are the projections bad? Well, because the team wasn't very good. A lot of the players were not very good. Now, Bobby Wood Jr. and Cole Reagan stole the show. Everybody else kind of took a back seat or were in the trunk. So, to me, those projections don't really concern me. And what I wanted to say for those that saw me tweet this out again, you can go follow me on Twitter at Johnny underscore 15. What I wanted to say is there's not a lot of need to panic right now. Projections for a team on november 27th do not mean anything because a lot of those guys are not going to be on the team i mean the royals have made one move for their active roster and that was getting nick anderson for their bullpen that's it and we know they are going to overhaul the bullpen there are going to be better pieces out there and i think for the most part This lineup, though, I would say 80% set, 80-ish percent set, it's not done. The rotation is certainly not done. So let me just read it off to you, and and you can make your mind up to it and respond on YouTube or respond on Twitter. They have Michael Garcia starting at third base, Nick Lofton as his backup, Bobby Wood Jr. as the lone shortstop, Massey at second base with Samad Taylor and Nick Lofton backing him up. Vinny Pasquantino at first, Prado and Salvador Perez backing him up. Perez behind the plate with Freddie Fermin backing him up. DH would be a Pasquantino, MJ Melendez, Nelson Velasquez, Salvador Perez, Edward Olivares mix in left field. Got MJ Melendez in left field, Olivares, Gentry, and Prado as the backup options. Kyle Isbell in center, Drew Waters backing him up. Nelson Velasquez as the everyday right fielder with Drew Waters, Tyler Gentry, and Edward Olivares backing him up. The leader in war would be Bobby Wood Jr. at 4.1, which would be quite a dip following last year. I don't see it being that low. You've got Kyle Isbell with the second highest war because of his defense at 2.3. Michael Garcia not far behind at 2.1. Vinny Pasquantino only 1.6. And here's lineup-wise where I'd kind of pick it apart a little bit. I do believe, this is the infield, Garcia, Witt, Massey, Pasquantino. I do think MJ's the left fielder. I do think Kyle is the center fielder. I do not believe Nelson Velasquez is the everyday right fielder in Kansas City. But right now he kind of has to be because that's where they haven't penciled in at. The Royals haven't made any moves yet. As for the starting rotation, they got Reagans, of course, is the best starter, 2.6 war. Brady Singer is the number two option, 1.9 war. Jordan Lyles is the three. Daniel Lynch as the four. And then combination starts of Angel Serpa, uh, Alec Marsh, and Anthony Veneziano. I can tell you right now with full confidence, that is not going to be the rotation. I can tell you with 100% confidence, that is not going to be the rotation, which is why you don't need to panic about it. I still am on the train of Jordan Lyles ain't going to be on this roster. I really do hope I'm right in that sense, but I feel confident the Royals can't run Jordan Lyles back out there. I feel like the Royals should know that. I feel confident in Reagans and Singer. That's about it. I don't think... Anybody else in the rotation has a lock spot. I don't care that Lyles is under contract. The Royals may. I think that's going to change a little bit once they start getting more active and can develop in the market and see how the pitching market falls a little bit more. And for the bullpen, they've got James MacArthur, John McMillan, Taylor Clark, Carlos Hernandez, Nick Anderson, Stephen Cruz, Jake Brentz, Colin Snyder, and they've got Josh Taylor, John Heasley, Will Klein, Dylan Coleman. Again, th- those are options. Not all of those guys are going to be in the bullpen but guys that'll get innings. I do agree that a chunk of those guys at some point in time are going to get innings. That's just the reality of baseball. It's a long season. Bullpen guys get hurt. You need to have some insurance. You need to have some depth waiting there, sitting there in AAA Omaha. But again, for the bullpen, as I did for the rotation, James MacArthur, if he's healthy, is a lock. John McMillan, if he's healthy, close to a lock, but he only threw a couple of innings. I think he's got to pitch pretty well in spring training to get a lock spot. I do not think Taylor Clark is going to be on this roster. I just don't. I know he got that one-year deal. It just feels too similar to the Ryan O'Hearn move. I don't think that means he's going to be in the bullpen because the Royals do want to upgrade this bullpen. Taylor Clark doesn't do that for him. You do have Carlos Hernandez and Nick Anderson. Those two are locks to me. Everybody else is not a lock. I do not think Steven Cruz is on the opening day roster. I don't think Jake Brents is going to be healthy enough to be on the opening day roster. Colin Snyder, love what I've seen from Tread and his workouts there. I think there's upside to him, but he's got to throw strikes. Josh Taylor, do not think he's going to be on the big league roster. John Heasley, do not think he's going to be on the big league roster. You've got Will Klein. Would love to see Will Klein in the opening day roster. But again, kind of like Colin Snyder, throwing strikes is a big priority. And I'm excited to see what we see in spring training. But again... It's a long shot right now, just because he might not need to be rushed up there. He might join. I think he'll join the roster early on in the year, but don't know if he's going to be there from the get-go. And then Dylan Coleman. Dylan Coleman has to have a really good spring to make this roster. That's the reality of it. And this is why, with Zip's projections on November 27th, you don't read into him too much. It's a great list. I mean, uh, Dan Zimborski, I believe that's how you pronounce it. I- I've seen a lot of his content. He has great content, but I always struggle with pronouncing it last name. Dan Zimborski. This is the sneak peek, technically. This is who is on the 26-man roster. These are guys that got a lot of action, a lot of experience last year. But to me, you got to pay attention to what that February projection is before they get to spring training when you're right on the cusp. Pay attention in the middle of spring training, what some of these guys look like. But now there's no need. This is the exact same roster we just saw, and the Royals are not going to run back the same group i can tell you that with a hundred percent confidence all right before we go into our final segment of Sonny gray signing a big time deal to a team in missouri no not the royals it is their rival in the st louis cardinals i'm going to tell you why it's going to be very very interesting moving forward in free agency and why it matters for the american league central but before we do that want to give a shout out to something we are very excited about here on the locked on podcast network and that's that we've launched the first-ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first-ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. Very excited about it. Go and check it out right after you listen to this podcast today. When we come back, want to talk about Sonny Gray. He got a big-time deal to go to St. Louis. And according to him, it was his number one landing spot when he hit free agency. So what does that mean for the American League Central? I'll tell you next on Locked On Royals. You are tuning to Locked Royals on the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Jack Johnson. You can follow me on Twitter at Johnny J underscore 15. That's at J-O-H-N-Y-J underscore 15. And catch us on Instagram and TikTok at Locked underscore on underscore Royals. Getting more and more daily content. As we pick things up here in the offseason, a big week next week. And it's going to be the MLB draft lottery, the Rule 5 draft, and the winter meetings. Also will be likely our last week of doing five episodes a week after next Friday. Probably drop back down to three episodes. Want to make sure I get the schedule right. So don't take my word for it at this moment. I'll have more clarity and be a little bit more clear as we get later on into the week. But there was some big news in Major League Baseball today as Sonny Gray found a new landing spot. He is going from the Minnesota Twins, where he had a tremendous year, really revamped his value, and decided to jump to the National League Central, where he joined the St. Louis Cardinals, who, in a span of a week, have already filled out their rotation. They brought in Lance Lynn on a one-year deal, they brought in Kyle Gibson on a one-year deal, and now they got Sonny Gray, on a three-year, $75 million deal. It's a very old rotation. I don't know if it's going to work in St. Louis, but I'll be honest, Royals fans in the Central, which of course Royals fans are in the Central, you gotta be rejoicing a little bit about this. Now, it sounds crazy. It sounds crazy. Why would you ever get excited about Sonny Gray going to a team you don't really like in the St. Louis Cardinals? And with the way the schedule kind of falls, you don't face the Twins every single year. But this is very important for the state of the American League Central. So far, there has been one key move in the Central, and that was Kenta Maeda going to the Detroit Tigers on a two-year, $24 million deal. One, it told us about the state of the pitching market. Now, Kenta Maeda was very affordable for Kansas City. Maybe they just were never in on it. Detroit seemed to be really keen on him from the get-go. Minnesota – Hasn't made a big move that I know of. The White Sox are in full rebuild mode. They've made that that trade. It was Aaron Bummer to the Braves for five players. Again, it was a big move in terms of how many players were involved, but not a significant move. That's yet to happen in the American League Central. Cleveland's going through a big coaching staff change. You have Steven Vogt being a first-time manager. You know, Kai Correa coming over from the Giants—that was a great hire, by the way. But they're working on their 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 coaching staff right now, and that's kind of what the Royals went through last year. You're worried about the coaching staff; you're a little bit delayed in getting to the free agent aspect of things. But why this is important? I think what made Minnesota—and the Royals didn't beat many teams last year—but what made Minnesota so difficult to beat? They had a just stable, consistent powerful rotation we saw that from the get-go on opening day Pablo Lopez then you turn things over to Sonny Gray then Joe Ryan's waiting for you oh then Bailey Ober's there it was a very good rotation and they still have Pablo Lopez and they still have Joe Ryan and I believe they still have Bailey Ober unless I missed something losing Sonny Gray is pretty big and This is going to be something to gauge with the American League Central. It is the worst division in Major League Baseball. And now you have a White Sox team that wasn't rebuilding last year, is now in full rebuild though. Okay, so you've got some destruction going on in Chicago. Some destruction, some reconstruction. They got to figure out some stuff. All right, Cleveland is historically known for not making any moves in free agency. And they don't pay their players. It's why they traded Lindor. It's why they traded Corey Kluber. And it's why likely they're going to trade Shane Bieber this year. They just don't pay their guys. Now, they pump out a lot of pitching talent. Cleveland's going to be a tough out. But if you're the Royals, and you are going to be more competitive next year, and you are going to be revamping that bullpen, helping out that rotation, hoping you stay healthy all year long, Well, a key to competitiveness is also knowing you're not completely outmatched by your divisional foes. The Royals showed last year they were better than the White Sox. Not record-wise, but they had the head-to-head matchups. When those two teams played, Chicago never looked like the better team, really. They've got maybe the biggest star in Luis Robert, but Bobby Wood Jr. uh, finished the year, I think, with a higher war than him. But overall, I mean, Kansas City's roster, I mean, Vinny Pasquantino was healthy all year. They had you know, Brady Singer in good form. It's a team in a better state. The White Sox are really in a tough spot right now. So they, to me, in the last couple of years, the Royals have handled them in the season series. I think the White Sox are a team. When you stack them up against each other, the Royals can be better than them. Then you look at Detroit. Detroit gave Kansas City all kinds of problems. I mean, Detroit might have been the toughest matchup for the Royals all season long. I just could never figure out their bullpen. Rotation was good enough. But the Tigers are likely going to be losing a couple of key guys. That offense is not a scary offense. I know they brought in uh, Mark Canna, who the Royals were interested in. But the Minnesota Twins, they're the clear-cut frontrunner here. And Minnesota, also in years past, when they've had good years, they don't usually follow it up with going in and filling the holes that they needed. I mean, this Twins team needed a little bit more help offensively. Maybe that's the goal this offseason, but you also have to make sure that, that rotation stays intact. They lost a pretty big piece to that rotation, and I think Royals fans, even though Sonny Gray is going to the Cardinals, you got to feel good about that. You're not competing against the Cardinals in your division. You are competing against Minnesota. You are chasing Minnesota. Not that this year is the go all in year and make the postseason. But to me, when you look at the state of the Royals and you want them to be active, if the Royals are going to compete, they're going to need a little bit of luck on their side. And the luck I'm referring to here is that the other teams sit on their hands. And the American League Central has done a lot of hand sitting in the last Five or so years. It's why you never see a team from the Central, with the exception of Cleveland back in 2016, go far in the postseason. Historically, it's a division that doesn't really contend or spend with the big dogs. They rely on their own a lot. And if Minnesota is going to sit back, they already lost to Maeda, who was a good piece who could start every fifth day, made 20 starts last year, and then you lose Sonny Gray. Well, who is Minnesota looking for? What is Cleveland waiting on? You know, the Tigers, they've been a little bit more aggressive. We know the White Sox are in a rebuild. This is the Royals' opportunity to have maybe the most active offseason of any team in the Central. Because right now, everybody's kind of sitting back and looking around at each other. I don't think you want that to happen all the way up until February. The Royals have to be the one to take a step forward and say, maybe we're not in the sunny gray price range, but we're going to add a lot of new talent to this team because we can compete in this division. It's not a stretch, folks. It is not a stretch. The American League Central is a bad division. Not saying they're going to win it, but you can't go through another 106-loss season in a division like this. The Central was a different kind of bad. You need to make sure you're in the thick of it in 2024. Well, that is going to do it for another edition of Locked Royals on the Locked On Podcast Network. I've been your host, Jack Johnson. You can always follow me on Twitter at Johnny J underscore 15 and find us on TikTok and Instagram at locked underscore on underscore Royals. Before we go, one last shout out to something we're very proud of here on the On Podcast Network, and that's that we've launched the first ever 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever National Sports 24-7 streaming channel. Well, tomorrow we are going to dive into a little bit more about trade possibilities. Maybe there will be some breaking news and also try to get an even bigger look ahead into next week. Maybe some Rule 5 options for the Royals. How nervous are we for that lottery system? Will the Royals get the number one pick? We have plenty of content. For the upcoming week so don't go anywhere tomorrow we'll be back with another edition of locked on royals you take it easy kansas city